Hey, everybody. We are live restoring national confidence with some of the biggest names in the entire conservative movement. But we get into the grassroots, the grassroots, Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia. We highlight all three, including Scott Pressler. We talk about securing elections, election integrity. We talk about ballot chasing. We talk about the most important elements uh, that is going to really determine the future of the 2024 election. If you want to get into the weeds of the 2024 election, this is your podcast episode. I think you're really going to enjoy it. So email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Subscribe to our podcast, open up your podcast application and type in Charlie Kirk Show uh, and get involved with Turning Point Action at tpaction.com. That is tpaction.com. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Joining us is Terry Dietrich. Terry, Tyler sings your praises. He says you are the model of the best county chair in the country. And you are running one of the, not just a, not any county, but the largest red county in the state of Wisconsin, Waukesha County. Correct. Thanks. Great to be here. You do an amazing job. Tyler is just, just can't be more effusive in uh, your praise. He said, if we had 50 of you in these key states, we would be doing a great job. Tell us about your, what you've done. You've really made this your passion and you know the numbers super well. And I want everyone to understand based on our analysis, there's almost no path to the White House if you don't win Wisconsin. Right. Terry. And, and, and you know, we, Waukesha County borders Milwaukee County, which is obviously a big blue stronghold. We're, we're in between that and Dane County, which is the largest, fastest growing county in the state, which is Democratic. So between those two counties, we're typically, before we, uh, we, uh, count one red vote, we're down about 400 to 450,000 votes, if you can imagine. So Waukesha County being the largest red county has got to perform very, very well this next November. When I say very well, I'm talking about another 60 to 100,000 votes or probably representing another 10 to 15,000, 10 to 15% in Waukesha. If we can do that, we hold steady and I think we can win the rest of the state based on uh, all the numbers we see. But the low prop reds, the new movers that are coming into our county at the tune of about a thousand a month, we have a great opportunity if we get out and get organized. That's why I'm here with Turning Point. I see an absolutely great effort that's being put forward. The headquarters for the state uh, Turning Point office is now in Waukesha County. That's right. So it's ground zero. And, and by the way, we made a big announcement many months ago that we were going to invest in Wisconsin. We now have an office in Wisconsin, a working office, a grassroots office, and we'll see if we keep it open beyond the election. But I you know, so. if, we, if we win, we'll keep it open. And Terry, you do such a great job. I want to just go through some of this. But before I do, have you have you been actively courted by the national RNC? Do you feel listened to and supported by them that they've really gone into the numbers with you? No. Generally speaking, uh, we, we're given data uh, via the RNC through the Republican Party of Wisconsin, which has been able to, you know, allow us somewhere in the 60% turnout range. 
Uh, I wouldn't say that the data is absolutely uh, clean, and our Wisconsin Election Commission doesn't do a very good job at all of cleaning the voter rolls for the entire state, which permeates here through Wisconsin. So the fact that we're working with Turning Point, other data sources is absolutely 100% critical. And we've been out all the way since this last summer in our WIS Red Local Elections Program, knocking those doors, identifying candidates to drive voter turnout this spring in Wisconsin. One day, April 3rd this year, I believe it is, or April 2nd, is our all of the spring elections throughout the state and throughout Waukesha County. If we drive that number up like we have the last four years, uh, we're going to be in really good shape to turn around in November uh, and put up a big number. But we started that process early and we started with really detailed data analytics to drive out the low propensity red voters. We had over 200,000 uh, low propensity red voters in Wisconsin in the 2022 November election that did not vote. We Terry, have to do better. Terry, the way you know these numbers impresses me. I want more county chairs to have that. And by the way, we have some great county chairs here that can really learn from you. So let's go through some of these counties. Again, the whole republic, everybody's going to come down to three states. We have been saying this for 13 months. We will be proven right. Donald Trump will win Iowa. He'll win Ohio. He'll win Florida. And he'll most certainly win North Carolina. Therefore, you just have to win three more. I don't think Pennsylvania is a good investment. It's a big money hole. It's a massive state. They've changed their laws to not favor us. I'm not saying we should surrender Pennsylvania, but the three most winnable are the ones that Donald Trump fell 42,000 votes short. That is 10,000 in Arizona, 9,000 in Georgia. And what was it? 21,000 ish in Wisconsin? 21,900. Yeah. 21,900 in Wisconsin. And, but remember, Michigan is also, we're going to give it a little bit of love, but I don't think Wisconsin is far more winnable than Michigan. And as bad as Wisconsin is on election integrity, it's like sterling compared to Michigan, right? I mean, it's a lot better. In fact, you guys got some wins on it, but the main counties that matter, again, if the RNC was functioning, if the RNC was healthy, if the RNC cared, they would be pouring attention and resources into these counties. You're in one of them, Waukesha County, which is kind of a collar county of Milwaukee, Milwaukee, right? It's West Milwaukee. But then the other county that we're going to be spending a lot of time and attention on is a county that we will lose. But hopefully we lose by less. And that is Dane County. It's where Madison, Wisconsin is the state capital. And of course, the beast, the University of Wisconsin, Madison. That's the fastest growing county in the state. Correct. If we don't invest in losing by less in Dane County, can we win Wisconsin? Right. We're down 220,000 votes as of uh, November of 2022. I can imagine that number is even going to go higher in Dane. But the bottom line is, is that it is also one of the big uh, literally, it's the second or third largest Republican county in the state. So if we don't put pressure on Dane County as far as turnout, 20, 30, 40,000 votes, that that can make all the difference in the world. Same thing with Milwaukee County and a few others. Bottom line, it comes down in Wisconsin to three or four counties that have to perform better. Dane and Milwaukee, we've got to cut into that cut into that lead, and then we've got to go and get those low props all, all in all the other uh, red counties that, that we've been talking and, about. And Kenosha so. County, too. Yep. It, it, Donald Trump did well, and then all of a sudden, I think he ended up losing Kenosha County. Yeah. Is that right? Yes, and, and Racine County did much better, too. So the, these are here. 
All of these counties are here for us. The bottom line is we just have to focus on those low props and the new movers that are in there and pushing that vote total up. We've just been underperforming in these counties. There has not been any concerted effort 12 months of the year, and that's what we do in Waukesha County. We have paid staff. We have organization. We have our own data, and we are out 12 months of the year. We cannot win races by just initiating in April or May before a November election. Just like the Democrats, we have to be working 24-7, 12 months of the year, and that's what we've been doing in Waukesha. Is this your full-time job? More or less, yeah. It yeah really, is it mostly volunteer, it's, basically? Yeah, it's mostly volunteer. I've been doing this for four years. I was the finance chair before, but 2019, I took the reins. We were not involved with any local elections at all. We turned that program with our WIS Red Local Elections Initiative. We turned that program, and we've won 85% of the races over the last four years, 385 out of 450 local races, taken back the majorities in just about every single municipal board and school board, I dare say the most in the country, by a, by a county. And this paid dividends in the November election in our statewide races, which we ended up winning seven out of seven of our state assembly and state state. So as Ron Johnson, our great senator, always has been preaching for the last three, four years, you win by the trickle up. You win by winning mm-hmm. locally and drive that up. Much less expensive, yes. no consultants and win races. If Donald Trump were to make Ron Johnson his vice president, what would that make a difference in Wisconsin? I think it would be, make a tremendous difference. I saw in 22, there was a lot of crossover vote for Ron. There's a lot of Democrats. There's a lot of independents who, if there's any Republican that they respect and feel that has invested the time in, in some of the African-American communities, uh, Hispanic communities in Milwaukee and Dane County, and others, it's Ron Johnson. He's got a great name. He's a great man. And yes, I definitely think he could, he could. What kind of, what kind of point boost would that be? If you were to speculate, would well, that be a hundred thousand yeah, vote boost? Yeah, I, th- I think he easily, it could be another hundred thousand well, votes. Mean, and th- this is the election. Out of all the other VP contenders, would they be any sort of measurable boost in the state of Wisconsin, the ones that are currently being floated? I I personally don't feel uh, at all. Well, and and Terry, you're confirming what I'm saying, which if you want to win, you cannot win the presidency without Wisconsin. And if you can show me your math, because you're involving states that are very unlikely, in my personal opinion. So you have to go through Wisconsin. And so here we have an amazing senator who everyone in the grassroots in Wisconsin says – you put this guy in the VP slot that you have a much better chance of winning Wisconsin. By the way, he also helps you in Arizona and Georgia. Wouldn't that be, a, it sounds like a no-brainer. Absolutely. Absolutely. I haven't even heard the word yet, though. Uh, you know, I haven't talked to the Trump team directly. No, they, I don't, I don't think, is, is, he's not under consideration currently, but I'm going to try to fix that because it's either we want to win yep. or we want to lose. Right. And this, this would be a way that we can win. Terry, you're doing a great job. Um, in, in closing, what is the number one thing as a county chair that you need sub, like you need support that you feel that you're lacking in your in yeah. Well, I feel, I'm feeling a lot better now. The turning point is involved and helping us with the data side because the bottom line is the Democrats outspend us 10 to 1. They're organized all year round, so that obviously has got to change. We're involved with doing that in Waukesha County, but you're only as good as the data they hit, that you have. Wisconsin Election Commission, our RPW, doesn't give us real clean and good data. We need that help from Turning Point and others, and we're getting it. So we have an army out there that's forming right now to go, and we'll have the data. Get those, drive those new movers, drive those real propensity reds out there. Waukesha has another 50, 60, 100,000 mm-hmm. votes. We do that in three counties. We win the state. And then the presidency and save the that's country. It. Terry, God it. bless you, man. Thanks Thank very you. much, Charlie. You Good bet. to be on. Relief Factor is here to help. It's a daily supplement that helps your body fight back against pain. It's 100% drug-free, and Relief Factor was developed by doctors searching for a better alternative for pain. 
Relief Factor uses a unique and proven formula of natural ingredients like turmeric and many others to help you get out of pain, to reduce or eliminate the everyday aches and pains you're experiencing. So whether it's neck, back, joint, or muscle pain, Relief Factor can help you feel better. Unlike pills that simply mask your pain for a short time, Relief Factor helps support your body's natural response to inflammation. So you feel better all day, every day. Over 1 million people have tried Relief Factor Quick Start, and nearly 70% of people go on to order it again. Relief Factor isn't simply about feeling better. It's about living better, living the life you want, doing the activities you love. So see how Relief Factor can help you with their three-week quick start, feel back, or your money-back guarantee. So check it out right now, relieffactor.com, or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. Slay that inflammation. Go to relieffactor.com. Joining us is the new chair of the Republican Party of Arizona, Gina Swoboda, everybody. And Thank you. you had quite an eventful weekend. It was. Thank you so much, Charlie. This Thank is you the, for your support. This is the best case scenario out of a very strange set of circumstances. It was. I think it's good for um, winning. Good for winning. And that's what's good for America. It's good for winning. You know the numbers super well. You know the yes. state of Arizona really well. And you did not have on your bingo card a week ago that you would be the chair of the Republican Party of Arizona? Absolutely not. One week ago. No. You were just, you were doing your own thing. Doing my thing. Election thing. Data thing. Yes. And so the just kind of walk through what do we need to achieve victory in Arizona now that you're the chair of the party, bringing the factions together? What, what do we need to win? Well, we've got to fund the party enough to do the very narrow lane that the party should be in. Right. So post Citizens United, the state parties aren't funded the way they were. There are external organizations that are doing a tremendous job on field organizing and ballot chase. So the the party has an important role. Uh, it's there as a resource for all the candidates. It's there as a resource for every campaign. We can fight things like ranked choice voting. We can engage in litigation to protect the elections process as best we can. Um, but really, uh, we need to focus on those limited things. Uh, we don't need to to try to be everything to everyone because that's just not a model that's in play anymore. Yeah. And it's the part of the issue is infrastructure. Part of it is bringing our low propensity voters out. Part of it is securing our elections. And we have an amazing can Trump's going to be the nominee. We have this amazing candidate In, in your analysis of Arizona elections. Have you ever seen someone bring out low propensity voters like Donald Trump? Absolutely not. Um, the, the people came out, uh, in 16 and 20 that had never voted before. So it's low propensity. It's new people. Uh, and it's the same thing. So when, President Trump is not on the ticket, we lose. When President Trump is on the ticket, we bring more people into the pool. Yeah, and, and that's that that's one of the reasons why I think they want to knock him out so much. And so moving forward, Arizona is going to be one of the three states we need to win. I'm I'm actually very bullish on Arizona. I'm very worried about Wisconsin. I think that yes. if we don't figure out Wisconsin, we're gonna be uh we're gonna be in a really, really tough and difficult place. But Arizona is the one that I'm I think is trending in our direction. And it's going to require the grassroots work and the tenacity. Talk about, you know, what your message is to the precinct committeemen and some of the county chairs here. What are their marching orders to secure our elections? A lot of people are worried about election security. That's that's really your expertise. Absolutely. So uh, the grassroots, the precinct committeemen's entire job is to, you know, walk their precinct, know their precinct, know the voters in their precinct. So because we have this ongoing issue with voter roll maintenance, uh, which is a huge part of election security, there is no structure better suited to be in your precinct, know who those people are, and then know who's not there. So if if you're using 
I don't know, let's say you have an app or you have a walk list and you're walking your precinct and you're hitting doors and you're like, well, you know, Jerry doesn't live here and I bought this house 15 years ago and I don't know who Jerry is and Jerry is showing is active. Jerry needs to report that to your county recorder. And so our PCs in, in our structure here, report it to your captain, report it to your county chair. And then the county chairs are the folks who can engage with the county recorder and make sure that they are sending the notices out to these addresses where the voters no longer live. That is the way to stop the mail ballots from going to places where people no longer reside. That's a huge part of it. So the, you know, I'm, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I, I heard an advertisement recently on these. Have you heard this ad from Stephen Richer? And, yes. and he says, Hey, you know, we need to update our voting rolls. And yeah. it sounded to an untrained, I'll just be very honest, sounded to an untrained ear like he's trying to clean things up. Is there any evidence that that's happening? And I know that we all have, you know, very strong opinions on Mr. Richer, but, uh, is, is it because he's being moved by the grassroots to do this or because I literally was yes. this it was in this podcast three times. It was a dynamic insertion ad. Make sure you contact the Maricopa County recorder that if you're ineligible and check your voting status and you know someone who was moved, let us know. Right. That's that's, so, a, that's a different tone from him. It, it is. It is. And they're doing so they're spending more of the education money on um, doing their proper voter list maintenance. So the National Voter Registration Act, known as Motor Voter, requires election officers to issue, and here we're talking about Arizona at this point, that's federal, but let's talk about state. They have to issue a 90-day notice to everyone that is on the list that is asking for a ballot. And so that ad campaign is kind of um, buttressing these 90-day notices. So they're hitting the mailboxes now. You are signed up for this ballot. You are a registered voter. If you're not here, you know, or you don't want a mail ballot, check this box. It will come back to them because that initial notice is generally non-forwardable. When the recorder gets it back, then they send the forwardable one. So they're trying to track where is the voter. Hey, everybody. Charlie Kirk here. Brand new year and a new year's resolution are here. And I have one you should make. Join me in donating to Preborn. Save babies by providing ultrasounds and be a hero for life this year starting today. Together during the Sanctity of Human Life Month, we're going to save 35,000 babies to show the world that even... If our government and our laws don't respect the unborn, we do. Your gift to preborn will give a girl the truth about what's happening in her body so that she can make the right choice. What better way to start this new year than to join us saving babies? And $28 a month will save a baby a month all year long. A $15,000 gift, some of you out there might be able to do this, will provide a complete ultrasound machine that will save thousands of babies for years and years to come. It will also save moms from a lifetime of pain and regret. So start this year right by resolving to be heroes for life. Call 833-850-2229 or click on the preborn banner at charliekirk.com. That is the preborn banner at charliekirk.com. So check it out. Uh, join me in donating and make a year-end gift to help save babies. I just made my gift. In fact, we're making another one before the end of the year. Check it out right now. CharlieKirk.com. Click on the preborn banner. Gina, can you just talk about the motor voter element here? You talked about, so you said that there's a communication problem or, or address yes. forwarding. Can you just walk through all that again? Yes. So federal law, NVRA, motor voter, says in order to remove a voter from the rolls who has moved, right? Your, your election official, they're not there. The mail's coming back. People are reporting they're not there. You have to send a certain number of notices to that purported voter on a certain timeline. 
Once you get in the window of 90 days prior to the election, there's a safe harbor under the federal law, so they cannot remove them from mail coming back. So the ad campaign is useful because a voter can remove themselves, you, but the voter must call. So if you want to do the voter list maintenance, the notices have to go out and they have to come back and then you get two election cycles and you're inactive. It's a big, complicated thing. And we really need to take back the the presidency and the Senate so that we can reform this NVRA. But in the interim, the voters can call themselves in this 90 days prior to the election, right? March 19th in Arizona is our presidential preference election. So anyone who's on that list, whose ballot's going out, and then it comes back, they don't live here. Or the notice goes out and it comes back, they don't live here. The recorder can't do anything uh, with regard to changing that voter status until after the election, which is why right after an election in the United States is the most active window of voter list maintenance. You'll see numbers change drastically as they start to remove people because they, they had to freeze it for that 90 days. So that campaign is helpful. Yeah. And so the what can grassroots people do or the state party do to accelerate that process to clean up our voting rolls? I would say what we need to do, for example, at the AZGOP, is analyze that data, look at the vote history, and empower the PCs by giving them access to those current voter rolls through whatever tool of whatever partner group we have on the ground, no matter what it is, and then give them this information of, like, how does it work? How How is it done? Who, When you're knocking a door and someone's telling you this voter doesn't live here, that's great. You can note it, but you've got to tell the resident what to do about it. So we need to give them the information so that when they're hitting the doors, they know how to tell the people to take action. Joining us also right now is Josh McCoon, and you're doing a great job. State Party Chair of Georgia, welcome. And so in Georgia, you have similar but different uh, challenges of Arizona. There's some good news, though. What does the voter registration numbers look like in Georgia right now? We're definitely seeing Republicans outpace Democrats, Charlie, at least by one and a half to one. Um, If you look at the 2022 results, uh, we saw a lot of people come home to the Republican Party. Uh, We feel like we've got the momentum. Obviously, it's going to be a turnout game. It will be a competitive election. uh, But we feel like we're putting together the resources we need to be successful in November. Yeah, and in Georgia, more even more so than Wisconsin, Arizona, it really is we outnumber them. That's correct. And we need to find them and get them to vote, right? I mean, it is not that complicated. It is much more of a base election than a persuasion election in Georgia, right? That is correct. It's Just that get them out. With rallies, emphasis, you know, organizing, ballot chasing, with just enough brute force, Georgia should go red. Absolutely, yes. And so what are the Democrats, do you see that they're angling a little bit? Do they think they can still win Georgia? Because Gina, I, we have a working theory that we're going to find a lot about their um, strategy. In my personal opinion, I think they are going to signal to us through ad buys and infrastructure that they're quietly going to retreat from either Arizona or Georgia and go all in on the Midwest and try to rebuild the blue yes. wall that Trump broke in 16 Do you see any evidence of that in Georgia? Are they going all in? Are they going heavier than ever? We're seeing a lot of indication of investment from Democrats right now. Obviously, it's early days, but we're not taking anything for granted. We are assuming that they're going all in in Georgia and that we're going to have to do the same. Yeah. So I, it's going to be, Gina, do you agree with that? I think that the margins in Georgia and Arizona are so thin. In some ways, the Trump campaign was taken by surprise. I agree. I'll never never forget it. I was walking the hall. This is a true story. I was in the White House as the results were coming in on election night. And I saw one of the senior advisors to the president. And I said, hey, I just ran the numbers. You have a problem in Georgia. He said, Georgia? Really? 
we're going to win Georgia by 150,000 votes, direct quote. And he wow. walked away. And I, 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 I would try to get his attention. Right. And I was like, I'm also just looking at the New York Times meter and they said 70%. And he was like, I oh, just forget it. Walked away. Ended up falling short in Georgia. So there really wasn't a lot of, would you agree, Josh, that it wasn't exactly emphasized in 2020? No, I think, I think everybody was taken by surprise. I mean, we have owned the state really since 2002. We control all the statewide constitutional offices. We control the state legislature. We have a commanding majority in the uh, congressional delegation. But obviously 2020, 2022, we're on notice. We know we've got to work hard yes. to turn out these no, voters. No more. This is not Alabama. Correct. It's not Florida. <laughs> that is right. Correct. It's now a battleground state. And so that means that if you're a precinct committeeman, you got to actually get out and do some work in Georgia, right? I think that's a new spirit that's really being born, right? And, and that's why I'm so excited. 17 of our county chairmen are here in Las Vegas. They are. We talk, have a talk huge, about that. That's a big number. Yeah, we have a huge turnout from our battleground counties. I mean, these are people that are working hard. They're here to connect, to get these additional resources, take them back home, and begin to work this plan to turn out those low propensity, low information uh, folks that we know if we get them to the polls, they're going to vote for Donald Trump. Yes. Yeah, so, and this, this is an incredible thing where we have 17. I, I think we have at least, you know, maybe eight or nine. I know we have. Think, yes, think, from Arizona. Yeah, yeah, the team is here. We're ready to roll. The whole team, the whole county. And this is what the RNC should be doing, everybody. Right. The, the national RNC should be bringing together not just, you know, you guys are going to the meeting later this week. Don't fall asleep. Um, it's just like this clubby, awful thing. But the grassroots, the next level down. Right. The county chairs, the people that are making it happen. But, but Gina, I, I think that we're starting to see. I haven't seen yet. Obviously, the dark money infrastructure, the permanent infrastructure, the Democrats are there in Arizona. But there is a chance that they just say they quietly retreat. Right. Do you do you, do you see that, too? I, I hope so. Um, I, I would say I agree with you that they're going to try to tear down that Midwest uh, Trump wall that we built that we blew through yes. uh, in 16 and 20 rebuild it. Yeah. and try to rebuild it. I think you're spot on. Um, I also think on on this voter registration We've got to watch in Arizona. There are executive orders. There's that federal executive order from Biden. I think they're going to drop voter registrations on us that we're not going to see. You know, so uh, we have to just keep doing the work and keep doing the work yes. and getting the new people in the bucket. And the UOCAVA voters. So if you don't know, that's the Uniformed Overseas Civilians Voting Act. OK, people think, you know, these are the military. Most of them are civilians that live overseas. Mm-hmm. A lot of those in our states, and Josh State and my state, have never lived here, but they have a parent from here, so they're eligible to vote. There's a, a Republicans voting from abroad program that really needs to get amped up and funded through these outside structures because the Democrats have been doing that for years. And that happened in Arizona. And our observers and our poll watchers say these these can't be correct because the, the military loves President Trump. It's not the military. So the There's numbers are great. That's of, who it is. A lot of it's, tech jobs. Yes, they live in Hong yeah, Kong or yeah. a lot of people that are living That's in right. Madrid. That's and, right. So, so I mean, how, explain that to me. I'm just interested. What there is, is there a Democrats 501c4 that there is. targets? Yeah. It's, but, it's, but think about yeah. it. They, they have European values. That's so right. So they're, they're sitting they're, in, in. They're watching yes. the BBC and they're watching. So they're, they're obvious- choosing our, our leadership. So Scott Pressler, I had a great so, conversation with so him. Insane. He's engaging in that, Scott Pressler. He, oh, really? He's, so how, oh, yeah, how, he's all how over How do we get out the vote abroad? I've never heard of such That's thing. what we have to do. So there's a Republicans voting abroad, just like there is Democrats, and we've just ignored it. And and that's what the left does, right? They find like a little chink in the armor and they blow it out. So we got to find the expats it. in like Hungary. We need in, we need our folks like that, the, are, that are, yeah, we have our folks that are over there. That's what Scott right? Pressler's going to do and, and more power to him. We have to help support him. I guarantee you, by the I know this for, for certain. Um, I had an amazing doctor uh, that took care of a family member of mine in a hospital. He's an expat in Israel. 
And he's that's just, what Scott was talking about. That he, there are all these voters in Israel and that made the return. He says now I live in Israel and I come back, you know, periodically yes. to do some residency, you know, some stuff. And he he, you know, he was really really helpful. And I was like, well, I hope he votes. And so what, what do they do, do they ship a ballot? Like they overseas, do. So, or how yeah, does this so work? there's a UOCAVA portal. Uh, so you can fill out the uh, federal postcard application. You can go, you can get a federal write in absentee ballot. So it's fpca.gov and fwab.gov. And these organizations are set up by the government to help these folks register. So if there's a third party organization on the left doing it, Scott, that's exactly right what he there. said, He's doing Charlie. A great job. Right on. <laughs> there you go. It, Scott and, and by the way, if Rana was serious, she would have. 500, 5,000 Scott Presslers. Has, has she called you back yet? Has she called you back? 286 days, no phone call. It's tough. Um, so, so Josh, what parts of Georgia, so you said for every one and a half voters that are registered, one is a Democrat, right? Mm-hmm. So you're outpacing mm-hmm. one and a half to one. Is that regionally true? The city that really I think is interesting is Augusta. It's one of the large, what, what county is that in again? Well, Richmond County. Richmond. Mm-hmm. What, what has happened there? That used to be a red stronghold, and it's not so much anymore. Well, you had a lot of people move to bedroom communities in Columbia County. Columbia County has become one of our strongest Republican counties. Our Columbia County chairman is here this, this where, week. Where is that? Is that? It's, it's right next door Got to it. Augusta. Okay. Um, but, you know, the Democrats' big strategy in Georgia to take resources away from us is Fannie Willis indicting Republicans. You have some We're news having, on that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I mean, so it's become clear now. Uh, she gave this no-bid contract to... Uh, Nathan Wade, he apparently was kicking back funds to her. Um, I believe she's going to be subject to bar discipline. We have disqualification motions. She's going to have to answer this Friday. Uh, so we're very hopeful that she's going to be thrown out of this case and that we can finally put this witch hunt to bed so we can focus on the election. Because that's what this has been about, is taking resources away from us to defend these people who've been wrongfully indicted. Yeah, that's that's a great point, Josh. And the I think the Fannie Willis thing is backfiring, though. I think. Do you think so? Absolutely. Especially locally, people say, "Hey, crime is going up," and you know, there's lootings and burglaries. Well, she's not and prosecuting robberies. actual crime. She's spending tremendous resources, hundreds of thousands, yeah. millions of dollars, on this witch hunt against President Trump and our Republican presidential electors. I mean, I know just anecdotally in Buckhead, crime has gone up over the last five years. I don't know if it's gone down recently, but I mean, I mean, I live in Atlanta. It's it's not what it was a couple of years ago. You don't feel safe at night. Um, we've got to do something there locally uh, to get people feeling safe. And having a DA that would actually prosecute violent felons would be a great start. Yeah, I mean, in Fulton County is this beast. It's a huge county. And how many people in Fulton? Like 2 million people? Yes. It's unbelievable. Yes. Josh and Gina, stay right there. I want to. By the way, right here, can we get the wide shot, Parker? Is that possible? This right here, we, all, now all we need is the Wisconsin. Uh, we got to get Terry back. He's doing a great job. And that's it. You win those states, you're in a great spot. Stay right there. Email us freedom at charliekirk.com and subscribe to our podcast and uh, get involved with Turning Point Action, tpaction.com. That is tpaction.com and subscribe to the Charlie Kirk Show podcast right there in the bottom right-hand corner. I want to tell you about one of our partners here. We have... All right, I want to tell you about Herzog. Herzog Foundation is amazing. I want you guys to check it out right now. We've been talking about how our nation's public schools have been captured by progressive ideologues teaching things that directly contradict the values of millions of American families. For those of you worried about the best educational path for your kids and grandkids, I'm pleased to announce our new partnership with the folks at the Herzog Foundation. They are the trusted source of American K-12 private education with a remarkable suite of resources for parents and grandparents. From their online publication, The Lions, to the new podcast, Making the Leap, Herzog Foundation offers a wide range of advice and information for Christian parents. 
To learn more about how your family and faith and community can flourish through a quality Christian education, go to HerzogFoundation.com. That is HerzogFoundation.com. HerzogFoundation.com. H-E-R-Z-O-G. HerzogFoundation.com. Scott Pressler, the hardest working man in conservative politics, is here. Scott, you just did a, you just did a tour through Arizona. Tell us about it. Yes. Yeah, so I was working with Marissa Hamilton, Easy AZ. One p- thing that people don't know is here in Arizona, well, in Arizona, they have something called a presidential preference election where you must be registered as a Republican if you want to participate. Now, one third of the state is independent. I'm a registered independent, so I guess I can't vote in the primaries. You right? won't be able. So, oh, Charlie, no. I would love to register you to vote as a re- <laughs> actually. Go. Can you imagine Scott, such a thing? Now, I, I'll be honest. I have a real moral <laughs> objection calling myself a Republican. That is a dirt. I vote Republican, but the RNC has turned me off. But I, I think you could convince me, Scott. I think well, you could convince For Trump. Exactly. Trump. For President Trump needs it. The same reason why, look, Nevada, education is so important, guys. In Nevada, they're going to have a caucus on February 8th. And there's all this confusion between the caucus and primary. The caucus is where the delegates are actually awarded. The primary means nothing. And so if you are a Trumper, number one, you make a plan in the great state of Nevada to do the caucus on February 8th. And then you vote in the primary two days later and you vote none of the above because Nikki is trying to make it seem optically that she's got all this support in Nevada when it's going to be no, President this is, this Trump. This is so important, Scott. Yes. I got to interrupt you here. This Nevada thing is one of the most confusing. I, I spoke at an, a great event in Reno. People were yelling at each other because no <laughs> one knew what was going on. And finally, someone came up to the mic that was in leadership of Washoe County. And he said, listen, here's what happened. We used to do a caucus always, and we're still doing a caucus, but they almost pushed forward this primary. And we want to stay with the caucus so that the winner of the caucus gets the 26 delegates or whatever. Correct. The primary is just optics, right? Yes. And Trump decided correctly not to even be on the ballot of the primary because it has no delegates. And so is it possible that Nikki's like, oh, I won the primary. It's like, hold on a second. No, no, no. The caucus is a couple days prior, right? Yes. Or is it the same day? How does that work? So the, the caucus is on February 8th. The primary is two days later. And so if her goal, Nikki, is to get all the support and say, I won the primary, it's not going to matter if we do a good job of yes. explaining yes. that President Trump was awarded the delegates that he needs to actually get the nomination for president of the Republican Party. This is the goofiest Party. thing. So the... <laughs> Just to, if you live in Nevada, show up in person on a caucus on, is that this Saturday or is it next? I, let me make sure I get my dates right. February 8th is, uh, no, it's, it's, a it's a Thursday. Thursday. It's a yes. week from Thursday. I'm all messed up. Sometimes they used to do it on Saturdays. I know that <laughs> they're all messed up. So, so Josh, marching orders, you have, t- talk more about the 17 county chairs you have here. I think you guys have more counties than any other state per capita. Is that right? You got, we do. We have 159 counties in Georgia, but the 17 that are here, are among the most important for the November election. Metropolitan Atlanta, some of our big second tier cities, Columbus, the Augusta area, Savannah, all represented here. Uh, we've got great leaders up and down the state. They're getting some really good information and help today. I was I was in the session before coming here. Were they helpful? To be with you. Were they engaging? Oh, amazing. What were I the mean, topics that you said? In well, a- first of all, to get a book broken down by precinct telling us how many voters that did not turn out in 2016 and 2020 that we need to go turn out. An incredibly valuable tool right off the bat. That was has within our, the first five has minutes. Has the National RNC ever provided you that those documents? No, sir. So, and by the way, we spent money on it. That was hundreds of thousands of dollars to get there. We have a whole data team. We have people crunching numbers. We had to buy data sets. I mean, it, it, we invested in it. And 
When we raise capital, I'm really glad to hear that that was helpful. And we're going to take it, go after it, and it's going to help us yeah. win. What does that mean for you, Scott? Scott, you have this army of grassroots warriors. Now that you've, we could tell you, hey, here are the nine pressure points in Arizona. Here are the 10 pressure points in Wisconsin. What does that mean for what you're doing? It means targeted. It means perhaps 300,000 of those low propensity voters that maybe didn't turn out in the previous presidential. It means actually winning in states like, look, Wisconsin was 20,000 votes. That's nothing. Georgia was 10,000 votes. Arizona was 20,000 votes. Pennsylvania was 80,000 votes. Doing this targeted data could very well win the presidency and save Western civilization and the globe. No, and by the way, it's about action and action. But here's the thing. If you're running... East looking for a sunset. That's not action. Okay. <laughs> and this is sometimes what I find. God bless them. I love our grassroots patriots, right? But they're running East looking for a sunset. You know, they're knocking on doors of Democrats. I say, guys, I love you to death, but let's make sure, you know, we measure, measure twice, cut once. You know what I mean? Josh? I'm not making fun of people, but sometimes I say, Hey, you know, what'd you do? It's like, Oh, I went to the inner city and I knocked on 500 doors, right? Scott, like that's, that's interesting persuasion work, but probably not the best use of your time, right? And so that's part of what we need to do here. And um, we're getting a lot of emails. And how could people support you, Scott? You have a whole thing that you're doing. Uh, how could people get behind you? Thank you. Well, my ex or Twitter is at Scott Pressler, S-C-O-T-T-P-R-E-S-1-S-L-E-R. But you can also support my work at earlyvoteaction.com. I did start a PAC called Early Vote Action. We are focused on five key states, Arizona, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. And I know you're Georgia, but listen, if we get enough support, we'll go to Georgia. There you go. That's the right answer. Josh, God bless you, man. We're out of time. <laughs> Thank you so Keep much. Keep it up. This is what a state party chair should be. That is the model. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening. God bless. For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.